This podcast is brought to you by Fear Free, the initiative that takes the pet out of petrified and puts treat into treatment. Learn more at fearfreepets.com. This is the Fear Free podcast series. I am your host, Steve Dale, with legendary, and I do mean that word, veterinary dentist, Dr. Jan Bellows, among the many books he has authored or contributed to, most recently, Small Animal Dental Equipment Materials and Techniques, 2nd Edition, Feline Dentistry, 2nd Edition. The list is actually long. I would be here only talking about that. If I listed all of your books, I can say hello to you, though, Dr. Bellows. How are you? Fabulous, Steve. Thanks so much for having me on air. So when you first heard about Fear Free, did you think, aha, dentistry, what I do, can apply? No, what I first thought is that Marty Becker is so ahead of the times with his first bonding in the chicken soup series, and that was so cool. Mm -hmm. And then he figured out that the fear-free revolution was so important to everything that we did. And then all of a sudden a light came on that animals should love to have dental care rather than fear dental care. So it, it, it's, it's such a natural to use fear-free techniques when incorporated not only in bringing the animal in for dentistry, but also in the prevention. It's, it's, it's perfect. I want to talk about that prevention part. So how do veterinary professionals convince clients who, by and large, don't brush their pet's teeth? Now, there's two issues here. It's not only the pet may not enjoy it, but the client just forgets about it, uh, doesn't want to do it, uh, doesn't believe it'll really matter. So how do professionals have that conversation? And it's a question I know you've been asked for decades, but now Fear Free is in, in the mix as well. Well, like anything else in Fear Free, you have to make it fun for the pet. So for, for my dog, uh, we have a, a pointer. And every day, my wife and I sit down and watch TV at night, and we have the dental wipes on the couch where we watch TV. And the dog, our dog knows that we're going to wipe the teeth. We're not going to brush them. The, the whole toothbrushing thing, great idea, gold standard, but just doesn't work at all. In our practice, which is a general practice and a dental practice, we don't have a toothbrush or a toothpaste on the shelf because, you know, why recommend something that, no, that virtually no one's going to do? So the second approach, which I really like in dogs, is using the dental wipes. And the ones that we recommend are the Dectra has two of them, the Vetrodent and the, um, the Dentacetic wipes, and Addison Biologic has a real good one, oral cleansing wipes. Um, and we use that every day, but... My dog understands that we're going to wipe the outside surface of the upper and lower teeth, and then she gets two VOHC-approved products after that. And she knows she's going to get two. She takes the one, she takes the VeggieJet 2 and runs outside and chews that, runs on the carpeting, and then she comes back for the yummy cones. And it's just, uh, she does it every night, and dog's teeth, she's nine and a half years old now, they look fabulous. She hasn't lost a tooth. She has no evidence of gum disease. So you get the client used to doing something that is fun for the dog. But it's got to be. I, I find that 
more than the water additives, more than anything else, you have to use friction. So I really like wipes in dogs and in cats. I like the um, Q-tip dipped in tuna water rubbed against the gingival margin. Uh, tuna water doesn't do anything medically, but the cat likes the taste of tuna water, and they let cat owners do it. And cat owners are very, very much into their cats. Uh, and, and most cats will, will let the client just rub that area. So it's enough, coming from Dr. Jan Bellows, it's enough to do what you just said, to use the wipes for dogs and a Q-tip with tuna for, or salmon, I suppose, or sardine oil for cats. That's, that's enough? Uh, not oil, water. Okay. So no, that's, the, 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 the oil is, is too viscous. Okay, so, so don't water and clients want to know where can I buy tuna water? I said just get tuna fish and in water and just push it out into um, a container that you keep in your refrigerator. All right. Uh, so only the tuna water. How about tap water? Would that work? No, because it doesn't taste good. All right. So the, the, the tuna, the, you want to make it fun for the animal. I mean, I, I, I have a company that uh, sent me a product to evaluate that put catnip into a rubber um, rubber finger brush type of thing that uh, cats could chew on. And I told the owner, I said, these rubber finger toothbrushes do nothing. They just move around plaque. But you want to actually remove the accumulation of plaque every single day before it turns to tartar, before there's bad breath. You know, what's this bad breath? There's active periodontal disease going on. And the animal needs to go under anesthetic and get it taken care of. And then you could take care of plaque every day. Is there a best time of day to do this? We brush our teeth in the morning and at night generally. Uh, should the same be true for animals? But the reality, as you yes. point out, but the reality, as you point out, people may not do it twice a day. Right. At best, we do our dog once a day um, because plaque does build up. But what happens is that People get used to going to the groomer and getting it done once a week or once every other week or once a month. And the, the big point here, and I hope that veterinarians and Steve with your outreach to the uh, world can get the idea that pets really have teeth. Dogs and cats have teeth. People <laughs> yes. don't realize. I mean, virtually anybody I speak to uh, doesn't realize that the teeth need to be taken care of like ours every day or bad things happen. I mean, it, it, really smart people don't realize that going to the veterinarian, getting a professional teeth cleaning, doesn't mean that you don't have to prevent dental disease from accumulating. So you've been in this business 712 years. Has there been a change <laughs> in the past couple of years, say five years, in that more and more? You mentioned cat parents, and note I say cat parents they are more willing than ever before to take care of their furry friends. Dog owners oh, they are, really are. Yeah, dog owners or parents have always wanted to do that. Do you find less resistance today than you did a number of years ago? I, f I find more education. They're, they're, they're smarter about it. Um, I've never really found that much resistance in, in our practice because by the time they get to us, they, they're kind of committed to Okay, I know I got, my pet has a problem. I certainly want to take care of him. But the guilt, the guilt is a lot more. I mean, mm. I have so many people that go through the non-anesthetic dentals, and they do that every six months to a year. And then 
all of a sudden the non-anesthetic dental people say, oh, we can't do this anymore because your little Maltese's teeth are loose and you're going to have to go and, uh, you know, go under anesthesia and get the teeth taken out. And, and the client feels just so guilty about that. So it's, it's, the, I, I feel clients are more educated that their pets, uh, that there is a veterinary dentist and that their own veterinarian, you know, can be uh, consulted for dentistry. And also more clients, thank goodness, know about the VOHC, the Veterinary Oral Health Council. Um, every one of our dental procedures go home with a PDF um, that is very easily downloadable of all the accepted dog and cat products, which at least decrease plaque and or tartar by 20%. So I've seen the coolest thing that you would be so excited about because now it's easy to get what it's a barcode, right? Is that what you call it? I think it is. And it's easy to take a picture of that, put that up in oh, your exam room. QR code. Yeah, QR, QR code. code. What did I say? That, that, right. don't, it doesn't matter what I said. Barcode. Well, I'm thinking of going to the bar with you. That's what that's about. But but the QR <laughs> But and if it happens, you're buying the drinks. But a QR code. Thank you. Uh, just take a picture of that for the veterinary oral health VOHC. Give me the acronym again. Council. Veterinary oral health council. VOHC. Right. Right. Dot org. Right, but another thing to do is just put up that QR code in the exam room, which is, it turns out we're talking five minutes about it, but I thought that was the most exciting thing in the world because then uh, clients can simply take a picture of that and easily go to the website you want them to go to. But another website would be for Base Paws. They are doing amazing things with genetics. Tell me about Oral microbiome testing for dental disease. It's unbelievable. The whole oral microbiome, and it used to be, you know, probably five, six, seven years ago, if some, somebody said oral microbiome, you know, clouds would come over my eyes and I'd go to sleep. But <laughs> now, you know, it, 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 we, we were taught in veterinary school that gram-negative bacteria are bad. And what the truth now is because of base pause and genetic um, testing, they find out that periodontal diseases are not due to the gram-negative bacteria in dogs anymore. In people, yes, but not in dogs. It's gram-positive bacteria, but more importantly, fungi. There's over 300 species of fungi that are responsible for periodontal diseases in dogs. And the treatment of periodontal disease with antibiotics is totally thrown out because of that. It just makes the fungi more happy if you get rid of the bacteria. So Base Paws has evaluated cats that have periodontal disease, that have absorption, that have stomatitis, and that have halitosis, and they're doing it on dogs now. And they have a fingerprint of the types of bacteria that each of those classes have, and they are promoting that the client, either in the veterinary office or their own home, just swab their pet's teeth, uh, swab their pet's uh, saliva, and send in the swab to base paws, and they will send back a report of the chances that their pet has either periodontal diseases, halitosis, tooth resorption, or stomatitis. 
And I, I was involved with their original research, and it's really amazing what they're able to do. And they're bringing a lot more animals into veterinary offices for earlier care rather than the client uh, just uh, waiting until the veterinarian sends a reminder or a year goes by. The whole idea about cleaning teeth once a year, they teeth need to be professionally cleaned under anesthesia when they need to professionally clean. And it all depends on the uh, client's ability to perform home care once the teeth are clean. So Base Paws now promotes their product to be used at least every six months. All right. So I have uh, a, it's so easy. Okay. So I have a question about that. Does this ability to to do what you describe predict a predisposition for everything you rattled off? Uh, Absolutely. Or or does it predict, not really predict, but uh, determine that disease is now happening and it's happening early, better you catch it early like anything else. Which of the two, or is it both? What they give, it's both. What they give is a scale of each of those diseases. Uh, scale, I think, from one to seven with different colors that come on. For the client to bring to their veterinarian and say, okay, we did the swab, this is the fingerprint bacteria finding that we have. And the, what base pause did was, also, de, uh, do all four levels of periodontal disease. They did gingivitis. They did um, early periodontal disease, moderate periodontal disease, and advanced periodontal disease. And each fingerprint comes out with that, too. So they have really gone far to help the client, help their pet, drive it to the veterinary office. Now, I want to drill, drill down on this just a little bit. So stomatitis, I want to take that. As, as the example for the moment anyway, because there mm -hmm. is potentially, from what I've read, a genetic predisposition. So can this test determine that your cat is genetically predisposed, even though the cat is perfectly fine and okay right now? Yes. Wow. The other part of the uh, base pause test is genetics. And they will tell you what diseases the cat is predisposed to. So there's a genetics part and an oral part. Uh, and they're uh, doing research now on a kidney part. Uh, so their base voice is, is so ahead of, of the curve. I mean, it's, it's amazing. When we look back at this, this is going to be like the uh, chatbot. Uh, we look back at it and it says, wow, this is early. And, you know, three, four, five years from now, it's just got to be so much fun. Well, it's all the individualized medicine that we've heard about for years and human medicine that we're not quite seeing quite yet on the human side. Well, and, uh, yeah, but I guess I, I believe this is an example of how it's happening, really happening for pets. It's great. Everybody wins. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, listen, I win by talking to boarded veterinary dentist, legendary veterinary dentist, Dr. Jan Bellows. It is always a pleasure to talk to you. This is mine. You know that, Steve. All right. Thank you. Hey, if you're already registered for Fear Free, be sure to keep up with all the Fear Free happenings. Access the new toolbox items, and you'll find additional courses at fearfreepets.com. And, of course, if you're not registered, find everything you need to know to get started at fearfreepets.com. If you're a member interested in pursuing practice certification, get more details on the same site under the Veterinary About section. 
And if you're just a pet owner who's stumbled upon this podcast, lucky you. Learn more all about Fear Free at fearfreehappyhomes.com. I'm Steve Dale.